We're super excited to announce that Unboxing the Hobby is now brought to you by our friends at Loop. And we are back for another episode of Unboxing the Hobby and super excited. We've got Josh Pankow here with us from Leaf Trading Cards. Josh, how's it going, man? It's going great. How are you guys today? Well, very well. Yeah, excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. I can't wait to dig into some hobby news and, you know, kind of express to the general public how Leaf is changing things and what we're doing in the future. Yeah, I, you know, it, we, it, I think we chatted about it just lightly before we hopped on here, but, you know, we full disclosure everything. I think if anybody knows me in the hobby, I am a huge Leaf fan in regards to just some of the things, how you guys do your stuff and how you've like, just really created a, an awesome product for what I believe is the hobby, even minus the licenses. So sure. that's why I appreciate that for sure. We're trying to do our best. Yeah, exactly. But um, I'm a leaf newbie. I'll admit it. I, I picked up a relic card a few months ago and I think I texted stock and was like, Hey, have you seen these things? These things are awesome. And he's like, are you just kind of figuring this out? <laughs> a little that, Honestly, that's, what's great about leaf is that there's still so many people that we can get that are new. Uh, you know, so I think that's one thing that is fun for us is there's still people out there that we can reach that are in the hobby that still aren't super familiar with what we do. And a lot of times when we start explaining what we do, it's kind of like you see the light bulb go off in their head like, oh, wow, I, I had no idea that anyone was doing that stuff. And that's fun. So, Josh, you've, you've had a long go having some sort of like connection with the hobby. And correct before you became president here at, at LEAF. Um obviously take us back a little bit like what yeah for sure yeah let's let's so, hear it i'm one of the lucky ones that have never had to have a real job uh <laughs> so in high school and college college i worked at a card shop a local card shop in atlanta i grew up in atlanta the card shop is actually still open which is pretty amazing oh. um but yeah so i started there in high school it was the only job i had in high school and college uh, directly out of college, I worked for a wholesale distributor in the shipping department, did a little bit of sales, mostly shipping. And then pretty much right after that, I got a job at Upper Deck, moved out to California, worked in product development for Upper Deck. Um, absolutely loved it, had a blast, but all my family was in Atlanta. So did that for about a year. So grateful for that opportunity because honestly, without that, a lot of these doors wouldn't have been opened because, yeah, when you tell people you know cards, a lot of people worked at a card shop or a lot of people collected but once I could put on my resume that I was in product development at Upper Deck, that, you know, it gets you in the door for sure. Uh, so came back to Atlanta, did kind of a bunch of different stuff, had a online, a pretty successful online retail store, Atlanta sports cards that I ran for gosh, 10, 12, 15 years. Um, then I started us, I had a supply company, Vulcan Shield Supplies that I started, wow. still do all that through Leaf. So pretty much all the Leaf supplies are Vulcan Shield Supplies. Uh, we sell those as well. Uh, did a buyback company for a while. Break King Cards was mine. Um, kind of took advantage of the market being hot during the COVID years. So did some buybacks for about four or five years. Uh, I've you know consulted with Leaf over the years. I've consulted with Panini, did some stuff with Tops here and there. So just kind of been in the industry, know a lot of the people for a long time. Uh, it's something I love. I've been a collector my whole life, but it's just so much fun and it's fun because I get to watch sports and it's part of my job. And for most people, it's like, you know, they, I remember those ESPN articles that used to have the boss button where you could push this button and it made it look like you weren't reading ESPN. And mine was like the opposite. Like my boss button took me to ESPN because <laughs> if I wasn't reading ESPN, I was in trouble. So yeah, it's, 
just kind of a dream come true to be able to only have done sports cards my whole life. I truly don't know what I'd do if I wasn't in sports cards. I have no idea if I had to go get a job in finance or be a teacher or a lawyer. I mean, I, I'd have no idea what I was doing. So oh. you've you've made me question all my life decisions. So I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's the industry's been really fun over the last four or five years because we've had tons of people come into the industry that were in other categories, that were in finance or were in, you know, customer service somewhere or owned a business somewhere else and you know, saw the market kind of booming and came into this industry. And it's been fun, you know, getting to know all these new people. I mean, I've set up at the national for like the last 15, 16 years. And it was the same people for like 12 of those years. Like every year you saw the same customers <laughs> and it was great to see those customers. Don't get me wrong. But now it's like every year you've got tons of new people coming and I've never seen this person. They're buying a bunch of product or you, a bunch of celebrities now are into cards. And it's cool to see that it's hit so many more people. Uh, I remember when I first started dating my wife, you know, I would tell people that I was in sports cards and her family and her friends are like, are you sure you want to date this guy? Like <laughs> he's a sports card seller. But now it's like you tell people you're in sports cards and it's cool because so, everybody's gotta, heard about it. So huge question, because this came up in the last yeah. interview we did. What what where did that change? At what point did it go from not cool to cool? Because we were I talking think about a this. lot of it changed when it started getting hitting real media. I mean, forever, obviously, Beckett's been around and there's been blogs and you know podcasts, but it was all so again, still so much in the inner circle of sports cards. And now it's you hear rapper, you know, Drake is buying flawless, and you hear, you know, that player Giannis and Tentacupo is, you know, keeping some of his own cards. And you know, we he, we have a bunch of people that we sign deals with that want cards as part of the agreement. They want some cards for themselves. Awesome. So like it's become where people that are signing autographs or people that are invested in it actually learn about it and care about it. So it's just, I, I mean, for me, for my family, for everybody outside of the people I knew really well, it became cool once, you know, Fox and CNN started talking about it. When there were articles on ESPN talking about a Mickey Mantle card that sold for $6.2 million, whatever it was, like people started kind of realizing, well, wait, there's real money in this. And, you know, the, it just be, it hit that cool factor when real mass markets started talking about it. You know, as much as this small market is cool, it it was again the sports card market was such a small inner circle forever and it was like everybody i knew was just somebody that had worked somewhere else you know it was okay well this guy came from fleer or this guy came from dunris or this guy came from press pass or this guy came from he owned a shop it was never like oh we hired this guy and he was a stockbroker for 20 years <laughs> and now you're seeing that some where people are starting up new businesses that were not in cards at all. There's a lot. If you interviewed people at the national now, I bet 50% of them had never been to a national before 2020. Sure. And if you did that same interview in 2019, 93% of them would have been like, yeah, this is my 15th straight national. You know, that's just <laughs> how it was. You know, and it was the same, all the same people setting up. But now there's so many new people. You look at all the, you know, and it's not just the national, all these card shows, regional card shows now are a huge deal. You know, they have the Dallas card show here that I think is this weekend, actually. Yeah. It's huge. Like this card show is as big as the national was when the national first started. And it used to be regional card shows were like, you know, three dealers that decided to set up at a outlet mall that was kind of out of business. <laughs> it's like, okay, like this isn't really a card show. It's just three guys that put some tables together. 
But now it's it's become a huge thing. And a lot of these companies like Beckett are traveling around. PSA traveling around to these shows. You know, Panini, Tops, ourselves. Like people are starting to set up at shows that aren't just the national. And so I think it's really opened up the avenue to or the doors for more people to jump in. Now, if somebody goes to the Dallas Card Show, like it's breathtaking. There's a I don't know if you guys have ever been, but no. it's crazy how big it is. Yeah, I have I have friends that go like dealers or people that own card shops and they go whenever they have it and they send me photos and videos and I'm like, "Whoa." Yeah. It looks like you could, if you told me that was the national, I'd have been like, "Yeah, seems right." right. Well, it's funny the first time I went. So I moved to Dallas a little over a year ago. The first time I went, I walked in and when you first walk in, there's this pretty big size room on the left. So I go in this room and I'm walking around and I was like, this is pretty good. But I mean, like, I don't, it's not that impressive. Come to find out that was the small of like the four rooms they had. There's like four <laughs> rooms now. So then I went to the other room. I was like, I can never look at all this stuff in a day. And like yeah. most of these card shows that are local, they used to be, again, you walk around for 20 minutes and you've seen everything. Yeah, 100%. Either you know you can buy something or you leave. But this is like you could spend all day Saturday there, all day Sunday, and you'd never see everything. And that's how the national I mean, the national now is overwhelming. Uh, you know, I mean, fortunately, I just work it and I don't have to walk around and look at everything. I can't imagine being a collector trying to walk around and look at everything. There's just that, that was me this year. It, it, it's I, I couldn't properly articulate it to people like how incredible and awesome it is, because I've never seen something as large as that. That yeah, was this your first national? First okay, national. Yeah. Yep. So, and the other thing that's amazing is, so the corporate area, the corporate area used to be a bunch of people that had homemade banners that hung them up, or it was just, everybody was fairly cheap. And quite frankly, yeah. a lot of people didn't have a lot of money. And now the corporate areas, I mean, ourselves included, like the Leaf Booth this year had, uh, you know, giant TVs and a big banner and, you know, a huge, nice overhanging sign. And we had a meeting room and, you know, these the corporate area has just, there's so much money that's being poured into the industry. And that's one thing I love forever. All the money that people made was being sucked out of the industry. They weren't making nearly as much. So they sucked out everything they had, but now we're seeing a lot of even local card shops that are reinvesting in their store. You know, I've seen so many of these new stores pop up. I've got friends that just recently opened stores and they're just incredible. The amount of money they're putting into these places. Now, like these are not, the local car shop, the car shop I worked at as a kid was like a, you know, 30 by 20 hot box that, you know, yeah, it was an old man running it and it was 80 degrees in there. And he had a, you know, TV with bunny ears and he was sitting there watching law and order <laughs> being pissed off. If somebody came into the store and like, it wasn't an impressive store to walk into. And now you walk into these stores and like, there's memorabilia everywhere and amazing showcases. And, you know, not to mention the crazy amount of dollars and singles they probably have in their stores. And, you know, everything is so expensive now, but it's just so crazy how much more people are actually investing. And I love to see that. Uh, and that's one thing I will give Fanatics credit to. I think Fanatics really wants people to reinvest in the market. Yeah. And that's something that, quite frankly, the manufacturers probably didn't do a good a job, a good enough job over the years. I don't think they really cared about that. You know, people would send a picture of their store and it was like approved, you know, <laughs> anybody. And now like, you actually have to have a store and it's a nice store and you know people actually want to come into these places they're making them more hangouts yeah, yeah. Hang i think it's really exactly. what they are yeah. you know because it's a bunch of you know for the most part it's a lot of males that their wives don't want to talk about the football game and they need a place to hang out and look it's great too the female aspect 
10 years ago at the national, if you saw a female at the national, it was a wife being drugged to the national. That was mad that she was there. <laughs> and the husband was probably having to buy a purse afterwards to pay for you know this trip. But now you see female collectors and they're avid and they're buying stuff. And, you know, it's great to see that even expanding into the female sector, which again, the market did a horrible job marketing towards the female collector yep. for so many yeah. years, you know, and quite frankly, in general, the market has done a horrible job marketing that you never saw commercials, you know, and you're starting to see that now, yeah. you know, I mean, Leaf, we never did anything. And now we're starting to do more on social media. We're actually starting to talk about doing some paid advertising with people because it's just getting to the point. And I think some of that is the money side of it because people have more money. So it's easier to spend money on marketing when you're making more. But I mean, back in the day, I mean, when I was set up or deck, I remember talking about putting ads in magazines, non Beckett, like, okay, yeah, advertising Beckett, that's fine. But anybody buying a Beckett, we probably already have their attention. Let's advertise in a men's fitness magazine or in a, you know, some of these, you know, whatever magazines that aren't geared towards sports cards. And everybody's like, oh, that's a terrible, why would we ever do that? And now I think you're seeing that, like we're we're starting to get keep people in from non-sports card worlds. And that's really fun to see. Uh, sometimes it creates funny questions because they don't understand what's going on in sports cards and don't understand some of it. But we love trying to educate customers. And, you know, that's the, to me, that's the best thing about the national is just getting to talk to these people face to face, getting to educate the customers and talk to them about what we're doing. And, you know, it's the reality is most people don't have a connection. Sorry, my lights turned off. That's most great. people don't have a connection to uh, being able to talk to the manufacturers. And we like to try and keep that open as much as possible. And I think that's one thing that sets us apart. I mean, you know, this isn't a knock on Panini and Tops. They've gotten so big, but like you're never going to get to talk to their president or to their head of product development. It doesn't exist. No chance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, that, and here's the thing is like, so in this ever-changing scope that is, you know, the hobby and its growth has been exponential over the past three years, to say the least, I've noticed that you guys have done specific things, especially this year with a lot of the change going on with Leaf, to really try and separate yourselves um, without the licenses and whatnot. Right. And one of the things that I really want to talk about is some of the bigger named, like, autographs of recent that you've just yep. announced, like... So you have Zlatan who came out who'd never signed a card in his 23-year yep. career. And then now you have Dwayne Johnson, who I yep. really, I know you can't give us like contractual tidbits, but if you can let us know what the heck you did to get Dwayne Johnson <laughs> to sign cards for you, because everybody has been clamoring for that for years. Right. And Panini hasn't been able to do it. Correct. Let us know, like, how are you, how are you doing this? So to be honest, what we're doing is we're hitting the ground running. The one advantage that we have that, really no one else has is we're able to adapt much faster. You know, we don't have to go back and forth for a month or two about negotiations. They can talk directly to me or directly to the people that need to get the deal done. I can talk directly to accounting. I, you know, we can do things much faster because we're smaller. Uh, and look, that's, you know, they make a lot of money. The other, you know, Tops and Panini make a ton of money, but they have a lot of red tape. We don't have red tape. So, you know, if we get a deal that comes across us and we think we can make it work, we can act really fast. Uh, and look, a lot of these deals happen just on a whim. You know, we've got a lot of feelers out there with agents, with, you know, other people that get autograph deals, with show dealers, show promoters, anybody that we think can get autograph deals that, you know, we feel is a reputable source, we're looking into and we're talking to these people on a daily basis. I think one of the things that is, you know, great with us is we really try and develop relationships with these 
you know, agents with the, look, at the end of the day, everybody wants to make money, but developing relationships with these people and it not being just transactional, I think makes a difference. And yeah. you know, these people know we pay, you know, we, we've heard horror stories and I don't want to throw any companies under the bus, but some of these smaller companies say, oh, I want a deal and they can't, you know, they, they get the deal and you can't pay it. Some of these big people take a lot of money to get, you know, you're not getting these people for $10,000. Yeah. You, know, you got to spend a lot of money. Most of these deals for these big names are six and sometimes even seven figures. I would imagine. You got to spend a lot of money to get these people and we're willing to do it. Fortunately, we're in a pretty strong financial position where we can afford to do it. But yeah, I mean, we really try and put feelers out with anybody we can. Uh, and the crazy thing is, is we're only scratching the surface. Uh, the sports world is really fascinating because the vast majority of athletes have had autographs. It's very rare that you come across a Zoltan that didn't have anything where we're really focusing more than ever is the entertainment world. And I'm telling you, we're some of the names that we're going after and that we're getting close to and that we're talking to are just, they're mind blowing. Uh, you know, that's really where we see a huge avenue that we can focus because it's just, there's so much untapped market there. Now, look, the end consumer may not be as big of a market because I don't know if there's as many non-sport collectors as sport card collectors, but the reality is, is how many actors, actresses, musicians, whoever that have never had anything. There's so many, you know, how many sports players have never had a card? I don't know anyone. I don't know a single player that's never had a card they don't no. exist. Yeah. There are so many celebrities that have never had a card. You know, imagine if Leonardo DiCaprio had an autograph card or even if he had a card, like, you know, they've never had anything. And look, it takes a lot of money and patience to get these deals. But, you know, we really try and we tell these agents, these dealers, look, we are willing to sign anybody. And that's really too like, and some of these people don't work. You know, there's been some people we signed and put on our website and it's obvious that the end consumer doesn't really care. And that's okay. <laughs> We're going to miss sometimes. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, I think it was Wayne Gretzky that said, you know, you miss every shot you don't take. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take shots and we're going to miss sometimes, but we're going to hit a lot of times. And, you know, a, a deal like the Dwayne Johnson, honestly, it was a deal that kind of came to us out of nowhere. Uh, you know, I talked to somebody who thought it was a possibility, you know, went down that rabbit hole and ended up working out, um, you know, and the hope is that as we do more and more big names that, more and more big names here that we're doing it, that we're paying quickly, that we're not a fly by the seat of our pants company, you know, it, that more people are interested. And in an example, and we haven't actually announced this name yet, but we actually just signed Mark Wahlberg. Oh, wow. Jeez. Uh, and one thing we're really focusing on too, and we can get into this later, but we're trying to do more inscriptions. So we're really trying to yeah. do, and they're still on stickers, but we have a larger sticker. I know collectors hate stickers, but you know, it's a necessary evil. So we got Mark Wahlberg to sign some that say Ted, some that say Boogie Nights, and some that say Departed. That's so awesome. Pretty awesome. But he did the deal. It was super easy. So he emailed his agent and said, hey, I've got some friends. Do they? You know, does Leaf want me to try and connect them to these people? And it's like, well, yeah, of course we do. Yeah. But so that's the thing is like, as you do more deals, it opens up more windows. You know, we signed uh, Julian Lewis, the high school kid in football. He's a sophomore in high yeah. school in Georgia. And, you know, he, it was his first deal he had done. And as soon as we signed that deal, we had a bunch of other people reaching out to us and saying, Hey, I heard you did this deal. So like, you know, you build more relationships mm -hmm. and just that network continues to grow. So you're able to get more and more people. And, 
you know, you're going to miss on a lot. You know, you have sure. to have thick skin and take no for an answer a lot of times because you're going to get a lot of no's. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes sure. you're going to get yeses and get to the finish line and then get a no. Uh, yeah. You know, they're going to think it's fun and they want to do it and then they do it and they don't want to do it. So, you know, but the inscriptions is something that we're really excited about. Uh, we actually just got Reggie Jackson stickers back and he signed a bunch of inscriptions uh sign you know world series champion sign three pitches three home runs 77 world series uh he signed one that's really cool i must kill the queen which is a quote from uh naked gun we're really trying to get some stuff that's just sets us apart uh at the end of the day everybody that wants a reggie jackson card probably has one at this point sure so just putting an autograph of him out there while it's still valuable isn't necessarily pushing the envelope but when he signs an autograph that says, I must kill the queen, well, nobody has that. Yeah, that's, so, that's unique. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, you know, we got Jerry West. He signed the logo. He signed Mr. Clutch. You know, we got Magic Johnson where he signed Bird versus Magic. He signed yeah. Showtime. So we're really starting to do more inscriptions, and we think that's something that really will be unique. Uh, and look, we're getting regular autographs too, just because, you know, inscriptions don't always make sense. But like Ultimate uh, Hockey, which actually releases next Wednesday or next Friday, that has a ton of inscriptions and it's really the first product. If you're a hockey fan, like there are booklets with dual inscriptions where both players have inscriptions. Awesome. And some of them are pretty generic, but we really try and stay away from the hall of fame. Like, okay. I mean, that's an inscription, but is it really like a lot of these guys sign that anyway? So we're really trying to make them unique uh, and make them have something that's cool, whether it's a movie that they were in, if it's a celebrity or whether it's a really cool nickname that they have, or if it's, you know, something that's just very unique to what they are. I mean, we got Dolph Lundgren to sign Drago. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that's like, awesome. There's some really cool, unique stuff that we're trying to do outside of just doing autograph deals. And Dolph Lundgren to us is a big deal as just an autograph because he doesn't have a ton of stuff. No. So, you know, we can do dual autographs with Stallone and Dolph Lundgren. Which oh, that'd is be awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but now we can, and we're trying to get Stallone to sign some that say Rocky. So if we could do a Rocky Drago duel, like how, I mean, if you're a non-sport yeah. collector or a Rocky fan, that's Look, a game changer. I'm not even a diehard Rocky fan, but yeah. that sounds incredible. Like, yeah. And I'm not either, but like, I'd have to try and buy, like, how cool is that? All right, Josh, I got to ask, cause like yeah. I'm picking up a ton of enthusiasm just about kind of everything y'all are doing. And like, I'm getting excited. And sure. like when I get, you know, now I'm like all jacked up about the, um, so I have a kind of a two-part question for you because I would ask like, what do you feel like the perception of Leaf has been in the hobby kind of leading up till now? Like I, sure. I'm always curious to hear, like I just got back in the hobby a few years ago, curious of like what you feel like the perception has been, but then kind of the second part being like, what do you feel like the perception is going to be moving forward right. as people look at your brand? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a wonderful question. Uh, I think the perception has certainly changed and we're continuing to try and change it. Uh, quite frankly, Leaf was a very small company that kind of started. Uh, one thing I'll give Leaf credit for more than any of these other small companies is that Leaf has obviously stuck around and been very successful. Most of these non-licensed companies have come and gone. They haven't had the long-term staying ability or staying power that we have. But I do think the perception was, look, Leaf could be argumentative in the past. Um, Leaf could be kind of you know, stubborn, I would say, where, you know, we're doing it the right way. We like the way we're doing it. We don't really care what customers or collectors say. I think going forward, we're really more adaptive. We are reaching out to customers more now. 
we're talking to, I mean, yesterday I had a 45 minute conversation with a big breaker that is a customer. He's been a customer for a while, but he's, you know, just kind of didn't really get the tender care and love that I think some customers need, um, you know, trying to talk to distributors more often. And that's something that we're really focusing on because quite frankly, and I think everybody knows this fanatics is really trying to cut out distributors. Yeah, We see them as a vital part of the industry now, look, if Fanatics truly gets rid of them, you know, we'll see where that goes. But we really value our relationships with distributors. Distributors have been a part of the industry for as long as I've been in it for almost 30 years. They've played in a very integral role. I personally think it's a mistake to get rid of distributors, but I don't, you know, obviously I have no pull at Fanatics. But we really value their relationships. We're trying to do things to enhance that relationship. Um, we're working on putting together a little swag for any new dealers that sign up for us. We'll, we'll send them like a window cling. Uh, we'll send them a breaker mat. We'll send them some, you know, maybe some hats and some t-shirts, stuff like that. We're trying to get out there. Uh, I mentioned the, the Dallas show that's coming up. We're actually going to go to this show and walk around with some free holiday packs or actually some national promo packs. And anybody that we see that's got leaf stuff in their showcase, we're going to give them some free leaf swag. Uh, oh, nice. So we're really trying to, you know, build our reputation. We want people, look, being perfectly honest, we are never going to compete with Fanatics or Panini. We're just not. And that's okay. We're not yeah. trying to compete. We're not trying to make a product that makes people stop buying Bowman Chrome. That's silly. We want people to buy Bowman Chrome. We want people to be big Fanatics supporters because that means they're big sports card supporters. We're trying to do products that enhance collecting, give them value. But we don't, we're never going to compete directly. We can't compete with Prism or National Treasures or Dynasty or, you know, th that's not real. That's, we're smart enough to know that. We want the customer to know that they can come to Leaf. They can get really good value. If you want to get a Steph Curry autograph, and again, this isn't a knock on Panini, try and pull one from Panini. How much are you going to spend? 20, 30, 40,000? You can get Steph Curry really easily in our products. You know, Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi is littered. You look at that Vibrance multi-sport that we came out. Exactly. Yeah, you're yep. showing the left. Messi. Yep. I mean, we that our Vibrance multi-sport that came out about three, four months ago, it was loaded with Messi and Nadal and Carlos Alcaraz and Shohei Otani. And I mean, to be able to do multi-sport products, no one else can do multi-sport products like we can. Yeah. You know, so we're really trying to enhance the collectors with products that, Again, if if it's coming down to a choice between should I buy Leaf Metal or should I buy Bowman Chrome, we we know the answer. That's yeah. okay. And we again, we we're not mad about that. I think part of being successful as a non-licensed company is realizing you can't compete with the licensed companies. We're not trying to. We're trying to put products out there that are fun to open cuz Quite frankly, a lot of their stuff is very expensive now. How many boxes do they put out that are a hundred bucks and you can get four or five hits? They don't really exist anymore. They still exist for us. You know, you can buy Leaf Metal Baseball for $125. You can get all the top names. They're easier to get. I get it. That you know, the Bowman Chrome Superfractor is fifty thousand dollars, whatever. <laughs> Our Superfractor is never going to be worth that much. But you're not going to have the highs and lows that you do necessarily with their stuff. And that's really where we try and explain to customers, if you just want solid value and want to be happy with what you get, if you open up a case of Vibrance, you, you'd be shocked at the names you're going to get. I mean, it's yeah. absurd with the names mm -hmm. that are in there. 
it's it is crazy and i this one that's one of the many things i love about leaf with that with all the autographs that are out there and everything like that and we'd be remiss not to bring it up and i think you've talked about it being very yep. front facing and forward what do you say to the customers that are that are i guess a little wary about some of the rumors that they'd heard earlier in the year about some of the fraudulent autos that were out there and whatnot like well, sure. how do you how do you try and quell those fears of people that are like well maybe i i do want to spend the money but how do i know they're they're what they oh, say they are i totally understand that and if i was an end consumer i'd be asking the exact same questions um what i can say is that any deals we do like Dwayne johnson for example and we don't share these because they're just not really for general consumption we have a picture of him signing these stickers great we have a picture of Mark Wahlberg and a video of him signing our stickers. Any of the now look, I'll be honest, and every company is the same way with some of these, you know, draft football guys. I mean, look, you're sending the stickers to their house. They're signing an affidavit saying they're signing them. You know, their agent is signing an affidavit saying they signed them. But with anybody big, we have pictures. I know there was some speculation on all these rappers that we have. Sure. We have pictures of every single one of them with their different autographs, like Lil Baby signed some short, some long. I've got a picture of him signing both ways. I've got pictures of these. And look, if it really comes down to it, we may post some of these. We try not to for the sanctity of the you know entertainer and all that. But we really are, it's very important to us. It's the number one thing. If If our autographs are questioned, then leaf is questioned. Yeah, My, I'm absolutely. questioned. Our whole existence is questioned. Um, and I get it from the end consumers. You know, unfortunately we had one guy in pop century uh, that said he didn't sign his autographs. Yeah. Uh, I can be perfectly honest about this. We had an affidavit that said he signed him. We talked to his agent who was there with him, who said he signed him. These were signed over two years ago <laughs> and he was paid a very low sum to sign them. Now, maybe he was mad that he didn't get paid more. I don't know. I don't know what the details were. We are 100% confident. We had JSA look at him. We had Beckett look at him. They're all, they passed everything. So, I mean, I, I am a hundred percent confident that they're real. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else we can do. Yeah. And again, he was a smaller end guy. So look, we don't have a photo of him signing that actual sticker. But anybody that's expensive, we're requiring, you know, Lionel Messi. You know, I know PSA has kicked some and I've had conversations with them. Yeah. We have videos of him signing our stickers. We have pictures of him signing our stickers. Cristiano Ronaldo, Erling Holland. We have videos and pictures. Pele. I know there were some questions about Pele. We have videos of him signing stickers. Now, look, you know, he, we don't have a video of him signing every single sticker. Right. So right. sure. Could the end consumer say, well, I, how do I know that's my sticker? Yeah, sure. But we do everything we can. And any of these higher end deals, like Mike, we just signed Michael B. Jordan. Huge. Oh, amazing. Name. Yeah. Huge name. Got a picture of him signing our stickers. Yeah. You know, got a picture of him signing the affidavit. And so, I, said it, I said it to Mac too. Is like, so here's my thing with all of that. I, and I, I truthfully believe it because as a company, you aren't making, it's not like you're a small company making a minimal amount of money. You have enough money to pay people like Dwayne Johnson and you're, right. you're a profitable company. So you would have to be the dumbest company ever. The dumbest company in the world. And be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make fraudulent autos of Dwayne Johnson, one of the biggest right. celebrities in, yep. in the world right now. <laughs> and I don't understand how people don't understand that for some of these larger name athletes and 
and things like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, what I can say is that obviously social media can be a blessing and a curse. Yes. Uh, one thing we're not going to do as a company is we're not going to get into arguments with social media. We're not going to try and win every battle because you're never convincing those people. You know, people in message boards, they're going to believe whatever they want. I mean, I could show them pictures of little baby signing stickers. I could show pictures of him signing both signs. I could have a video of the entire signing session and they come <laughs> up with, well, that sticker doesn't look like my, I mean, they're going to yeah. have some excuse. Yeah. The reality is, is we're doing everything humanly possible. Uh, the only thing I can say is if we were truly faking autographs, do would there not be some hard proof of this by now? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I mean, think I think Lionel Messi's people would have already interjected and sent a season. Yeah, I mean, we get Lionel Messi like three or four times a year. <laughs> yeah, why would we get him three times legitimately and one times fake? Like, I just don't understand. And look, <laughs> I get it the end consumer. They're paying a lot of money for these cards, and they want to know for sure that they're legit. Um, but the reality is the other thing that's frustrating to us is every company has faced this. I mean, and I don't want to throw companies under the bus, but look at the Luka Doncic Panini situation. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, the Shaq Panini situation, there were tops, I think definitive dual autos where they weren't signed by either player. Like it happens. Yeah. You know, to me, I assure our end consumer, and this is the most assurance I can give them. If we ever found out that an autograph truly was not good, 100% we would do everything to fix it, you know, redo them. Mm -hmm. pay the... Now, if some guy says, I don't think those are real, you need to fix it. Well, we dig. I mean, when Ari Lehman came out and said, we did a ton of research, we did a ton of digging, you know, and we did everything we could. And in our full faith, we 100% believe they are real. I had a phone conversation with him personally. And unfortunately, what he said was not exactly what was said on the phone conversation. Now, I'm not going to go on and say, that's not what I said. You know, <laughs> I told him on the conversation that if we, in fact, ever found out that they were fake, that, of course, we would replace them. And he took that as he said that Leaf said we were going to replace them. That's not at all what I, you know, was taken out of yeah. context, which, look, we all know in today's social media world, in the media in general, a lot of things are oftentimes taken out of context. Yeah. You know, if people had heard the whole conversation, I think it would have been a little different. Obviously, I never told him that we would just replace them and then went back on my word. That's not what we're about. You know, if we truly believe they were fake, of course we'd replace them. We would do everything we could to fix it and make sure that we mm -hmm. did everything the right way. But we're 100% confident that everything we're putting out there is legit. You know, we're doing everything we can from pictures to if we question stuff. Carlos Alcaraz is one that I know some people talked about. His net pro autographs were a CA. Yeah. That's all it was. So when we got his deal, it was his full name. Well, we did that deal directly through his agent. And we told his agent that we do not want CA or we're not doing the deal. Sure. And this was a several hundred thousand dollar deal. Yeah. He said, if and you... And that's a good question. Like my question, I was actually going to ask this. So why yeah. why didn't you want CA? What what was the it, difference? It looks terrible. It's Perfect. that's okay. not an autograph. CA is not an autograph. That's initials. We want Carlos Alcaraz. Now it doesn't have to be all of every letter, but we want if it's a guy like Lionel Messi that's established with his autograph, we're not going to tell Lionel Messi to change his autograph for us. Yeah. We didn't want CA, and that was a deal breaker for us. If you want our hundreds of thousands of dollars, you sign Carlos Alcaraz. We have an affidavit from the agent. We have photos we have everything those are 100 legit yeah. there's no doubt in my mind that those are 100 mm -hmm. legitimate yeah. now 
people see NetPro. And what's funny to me is just because NetPro is first, and I'm not saying NetPros are fake. Please do not take that. But they just assume <laughs> those are the real ones and ours are the fake ones. And I'm not saying one is fake and one is, ours are 100% real. I can't speak for those. I assume theirs are legitimate as well. But ours are 100% legitimate. They, If they don't pass by PSA or JSA or Beckett, I don't know what to tell you. They All I can say with those companies is, and they even admit, they're a opinion company. Yeah. They're giving their opinion. They're not saying definitively that mm -hmm. anything is real or fake. They're saying in their opinion. And everything that we've heard that kicked didn't get opinion that it was fake. It got non-inconclusive. We can't tell. Well, it's, I have it, personally it, submitted a Carlos Alcaraz to Beckett and it went through and got graded. Yeah. So. Well, and it's funny, Beckett, seems to pass the stuff a little easier. Uh, and I mean, we've had a relationship with Beckett with them being in Dallas, but to me, if like, and I've talked to Ryan Hodge, who's the president of PSA. And we talked about the Alcaraz deal. We show them, we will show them. We'll show PSA literally everything we have. We show them photos. We show them affidavits. Yeah. Now we're not going to necessarily put all this stuff in the public, but we're happy to share it with PSA, with Beckett, with the authentication companies. I don't know what else we can do. Yeah. Know? I and I I love that transparency because I think one thing that's coming that that's really been occurring in the hobby over the past year is the the hunger for more transparency yeah. just around where these cards are coming from, grading, sure. all of it. I think consumers in general are just kind of yep. especially you see what happens with like kind of some of the serial numbered cards recently of multiple one of ones. Yeah, three super factors in one product. Not I, I think you know, I think consumers want this transparency. So I think kudos to you all for acknowledging that. And I think anything you all can do to continue to put that foot forward is going to be just a win for collectors in general. Yeah. yeah and look, we want the collectors to feel comfortable with buying leaf product. Uh, and at the end of the day, if they think our autographs are fake, of course, they're not going to buy our product. I don't know. You know, again, aside from sharing every video image, yeah. And look, the problem is, is like some of these celebrities don't want that. You know, I mean, we, you know, the Mark Wahlberg video and picture of him signing, it was sent to me directly from his agent and told not for public consumption. Sure. I'm going to respect that. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm going to tell people that we have that and that, you know, they're one trust. I, I bet anything that these are real. There's no doubt in my mind. Now, are they going to look like every other autograph he's signed? I don't know. You know, the other thing that people don't realize, and we can see that because we'll get in a thousand autographs from somebody. Look at their autograph throughout the whole process. It's never the exact same. That's no. just the reality. If anybody sits down and signs a thousand autographs. Guess what? You're not, your autograph's not going to look and the same. fatigue. Yeah, you're just going to get tired. It's just right. it's one of those things. It's just exactly. that's the one thing I never understood about the whole sticker thing. We're like, that looks slightly off. I'm like, of course it does. Do you think they signed one sticker? Like, they right. signed a thousand, if not if they don't stickers. look off, then there's a bigger problem. Yeah, like, <laughs> then you might, you might have a Dak Prescott, like, right? Yeah, then you've got an auto pen problem if they all look the exact same, you know. Yeah. And some of them are going to be a little streaky, and some of them are going to go off the sticker, and you know. But I, all I can say is, again, we 100% back everything we put out there. We do everything from our side to vet whoever is doing the deal. We're not just giving somebody a bag of cash and saying, hey, man, I hope you get me these autographs. Like we're doing everything the way we were supposed to. We're going through the proper channels. We're signing affidavits. We have contracts. We have, you know, now look, if some of these players will fake their name on a contract, I don't, I mean, they're, they can be held legally responsible. So, yeah. you know, I mean, we're doing everything we can, you know, from yeah. a perspective. There's some level of trust that comes, yeah, that comes for in sure, for sure. For sure. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. but when we get videos and images and, you know, and look, maybe Tops and Panini are doing the same thing. I don't know. Uh, but I'd be curious to know if everything, we don't want it to be picked on is basically right. the point of all of this. If, if you're going to question every autograph, great. You know, question every single one out there, have fun with that because yeah. you're going to go insane. Yeah. But you know, our autographs are, are legit. We 100% stand by everything we do and we do everything we can humanly possible to make sure of that. Cause that, you- again, that's the most important thing about any company that's, you know, selling something that's collectible. Yeah. If people start to think that there's funny business going on, whether it's you're printing extra cards, whether it's you're, you know, not really using game worn and you say you are or whatever it is, <laughs> then it calls into question everything you do, you know, and yeah. we're not going to ever put that at risk. There's no reason. Maybe, like you said, that would be really stupid. For it'd us be silly. It'd be so silly. And we, we appreciate that transparency. One last question. Let's take a break for our sponsor. Are you sick of the hype beast breaker boys? Would you rather talk about sports cards with trusted, respectful sports card stores and dealers from around the U.S.? Well, Loop is the answer. Loop is an online marketplace where you can buy sports cards no matter how you collect. Personal packs and boxes, dollar auctions, group breaks, singles and slab sales, and much more. All of it on one app called Loop. Go try Loop on iPhone, Android, and the web. And the best part is, is you get 10 bucks if you use the stock and trade link to sign up. Find the link in the description of this episode that'll take you directly to the app. So check out Loop. We guarantee you won't be disappointed. One last question, and it's more of my own personal question. Yeah. You may or may not be able to answer on an autograph. Is So Dwayne Johnson, just because I'm a huge fan. Yep. Can you tell us how many autographs he's signed? Or is it just to tell us like, so, if it's limited, if it's like... It's, uh, what I can say is he's extremely limited. Sure. Um, we have a relationship, so we're hoping to continue to be able to get more. A lot of these guys don't like to sign a lot. Like, for example, Clint Eastwood, who we had in some pop culture product, which is just mind-blowing to me that we got Clint Eastwood. Yeah. But That's cool. He sat down, and only we get him, like, every three or four weeks. They'll send us 100. <laughs> I get it. Like, the guy's 93 years old. You know? Clint Eastwood, yeah. Right. Get him where and, you can. You know, just get him you know, where you can. If a draft guy said, I'm going to send you a hundred every other week, we'd be like, nah, man, that's not going to work for us. When Clint Eastwood says, I'm sending you a hundred every other week. Okay, Clint, no yeah. problem, Mr. Eastwood, whatever you need. <laughs> yeah, whatever you like. Mr. Same Just... thing with Dwayne Johnson. If you want to sign 30 stickers at a time, fine. You know, send us <laughs> one sheet every month, whatever it is. Like, you know, so most of these people we try and keep a really good relationship with sure. so that we can go back and do more. Um, you know, you don't ever want to say you did a deal and they were so mad at how it went down that you don't want to ever work with them again. And that's something that we really pride ourselves on. I would bet if you ask most of these agents, most of these dealers, they haven't had negative experiences with Leaf in terms of us being a vendor. Like they've enjoyed working with us. We try and do everything we can to, you know, pay quickly, to send the stickers promptly, to make it as easy as possible for their celebrities or athletes because look there's a lot of stuff going on i get it dwayne johnson's got a lot more important things than signing our (laughs) stickers so if we make it hard there's no interest at all but if we can make it easy there's a better chance that they'll do it and then look if dwayne johnson likes it and it was easy i mean talk about connections that guy could get you anybody you wanted so you know if he's willing to talk to a couple of his friends and say man i did this deal with leaf and it was really easy you should, you should talk to him or have your agent reach out. Like, and we've had that, you know, again, like I was telling you with Mark Wahlberg, like it was so easy for him. 
And the thing is, is when I, the way we try and pitch it, which is kind of an interesting thing, which some people might not really understand, but we, we tell them, look, every celebrity who anybody in life has always got a plane ride or they're sitting in a green room or they're sitting somewhere. You can make a couple hundred grand sitting there watching TV. It's <laughs> a very good pitch. Yeah. Like this is going to take you, you know, yeah, I get it that you get paid more to do a commercial. But if you want to do a commercial, you got to fly somewhere, you got to put makeup on, you got to do all this pre, you know, get all ready, you got to film it, you got to film it again, you got to film it again. We're sending you stickers, you sit down for an hour, you sign them, you send them back, we give you a label, done. And it's not like they're sending them back, their secretary, whoever's sending them back. All they have to do is sit there and sign the stickers for an hour and make an insane amount of money. Yeah. It kind of hit yeah. me. That's probably the reason they don't want the photos shared publicly because they're probably exactly. wearing like bathrobes. And... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And a lot of these celebrities are very particular about how they look. You sure. know, Clint Eastwood wants photo approval on every card. And look, I get it. You know, they don't know us. We're never doing anything to make them look bad, obviously. It doesn't help our product to make Clint Eastwood look like he's homeless. Why would, you know, that wouldn't make any sense. Of course, we want to use old Western photos. Of course, those yeah. are going to sell the best. You know, yeah. it wouldn't make sense to show Clint Eastwood sitting in a chair at his house looking old. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It's an amazing card for you guys. <laughs> right. You know, like Macaulay Calkin, when we did the deal with him, as, you know, no offense to Macaulay Calkin, but nobody wants to see him now. Yeah, they want to see him as Kevin from Home Alone. True. Yep. You know? true. So we're doing everything we can to you know paint them in the best image possible. But a lot of these people want photo approval. They it, they're very it's funny like they're fairly secretive about it too. Like sure. you know they don't want no different than anything else in their life. They don't want everything to be very public. They just yeah. want to do it, be mm -hmm. done, and you know the cards come out and it to be over. Um, but yeah, it's. It's been fun. I mean, that's probably the most fun part of my job is I'm lucky enough to do a lot of the deals and like Reggie Jackson. I was on the phone with Reggie Jackson the other day talking to him directly, you know, and, yeah. you know, talking to him about signing inscriptions and, you know, uh, just getting to talk to these people. And, you know, when you see them at a convention, they talk to you like you're a fan, but, you know, they just talk to me like a normal person because I'm doing a deal with them. And, you know, it's, it's really fun. I mean, that's, you know, I kind of have to pinch myself every day. You know, I'll, I'll go home and be like, you know, my wife will ask me how my day was. And I was like, well, today I talked to Reggie Jackson, you know, so that was, that was kind of <laughs> not fun. too shabby. Yeah. You know, so it, it makes it interesting for sure. Before we wrap up, I, I had a quick I had a question because Mac and I are really big into soccer and okay. I noticed this, obviously it's kind of along the same lines with nil, but I'm always, I was always curious do you, is it just, is it like you guys or is there different departments that try and go out and seek out some of these like wonder kids and future stars, especially in the soccer and then in the yep. nil world? Because I've noticed over the years, like there's some autographs that come out light years before they start coming out in Panini and these guys become stars. Like Alejandro yep. Ganacho was on, was yep. signed through Leaf before he even thought about signing right. with Tops or anything like that. So how does that work? So I did pretty much all of the soccer deals. Uh, I'm a big soccer guy. Um, uh, I need you to you pick really my fantasy with... team, apparently. I'm sorry? <laughs> so I think I need you to pick my fantasy team yeah. if you've had this much forethought of which young kids are going to be so, this good. I got into soccer because of Christian Pulisic, like most Americans. Yeah. Um, never really cared too much about soccer. Kind of fell in love with him. Started watching European soccer because he was playing in Germany. And now I am like a snobby European fan that says the MLS is a joke. You know? but So I, <laughs> about two years ago, I had the idea 
and quite frankly, the idea didn't work. It's been a flop uh, to try and make prospect level soccer products. The thing we learned is that people don't want to buy soccer prospects until they become non-prospects. It's true. Uh, Garnacho, no one cared until he was on Man United and with the real team. You know, Evan Ferguson, who we signed, who is just crazy good with Brighton as an 18-year-old. No one cared until he yeah. started scoring goals in the Premier League. You know, his cards out of metal were selling for $10. Now they're $100. Um, it, so quite frankly, it didn't work. There's a ton of young kids in there that I'm still fully confident are going to be superstars. Uh, Joe Andala is one for Man City. Who he's a 17-year-old left winger who just lights it up in the you know youth Premier League. But no one cares. Like, you know, no one knows who he is. Um, I still firmly believe long-term these cards are going to be valuable. Some of them aren't going to hit, but we were hoping people would prospect even more than they did. Um, we've been lucky that a couple of the deals hit pretty quickly. Garnacho, Evan Ferguson, Endrick obviously has been incredible. Endrick is one that's fascinating to me because quite frankly, I don't know why people buy him. I mean, not a single person has ever seen that kid play. I mean, he plays in some it's, small Brazilian league that you can't watch. It's uh, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, yeah, he signed with Real Madrid, but he can't even come play for two years because he's 16. Yeah. So, you know, and look, obviously Real Madrid scouts have watched him play, whatever. So if they believe in him, I guess everybody else should. But it's like, why is he so popular, so famous when no one's ever seen him? No one knows anything about him. It's really fascinating to me. Um, but yeah, we really tried to focus on, we try and be forward thinking and signing, you know, young soccer players, NIL deals. Uh, it doesn't always work. You know, sometimes you are too early. And yeah. being too early is sometimes just as bad as being too late. Um, but our hope is that it will slowly catch on and that people realize that they should be buying up a lot of these soccer cards because you never know who's going to be the next one. Uh, that I mean, Warren Zaire Emery we had before anyone else and, you know, PSG kid who's you know been very good. So we really try and get these young kids before anybody else does, uh, you know, it's not all me. I mean, I, we have people in Europe that know this significantly better than I do. And they're, you know, saying, Hey, this is the next kid. This is the next kid. But that being said, I mean, I'm reading every article I can, again, going back to the, you know, me reading ESPN is good for my job. <laughs> I'm reading every article I can find on ESPN or on other soccer websites about the top 100 kids under 21 or, you know, whoever it is. Uh, you know, so we're trying to go after anybody that we see as a top guy. You know, we're looking at rivals and two, four, seven for the young college football and basketball kids. Uh, and, you know, are they a five star? Are they going to a big school? Are they willing to do a deal? Are they in a state that can do NIL deals? Like there's a lot that goes into it. But, yeah, we're really trying to be ahead of the game as much as we can with some of these young players. Our hope is that long term people appreciate that. And, you know, I think they do more in football now for sure. I mean, we were very early on the NIL deal. We were signing guys like Will Levis and Caleb Williams and yeah. Sam Powell and, you know, uh, Drake May before anybody had deals. I mean, we were the first one to do a Caleb Williams deal. And when we did them, no one cared. And now, of course. Now they, everyone cares. Yeah, <laughs> yeah people uh, care now. You know, uh, so, I mean, I can tell you like Will Levis, the first deal we did with Will Levis was under $5, you know, because he was some kid at Kentucky who nobody knew who this kid was, you know, so we really try and do it. I think in that world, people have started paying attention more to the recruiting cycles and paying more attention to what's happening in college and buying the cards. It's become more normal. 
Yeah. That was the problem is like there, there never was that market. So people weren't used to doing that. So, you know, why would I buy this guy's cards? I'll just wait till he's a pro prospect. Some of these guys now, I mean, it's interesting. Some of these guys don't want to sign once they become a pro because they've got a bunch of money. They've already signed a bunch of autographs in NIL. I wouldn't be shocked if some of these guys just start decide not signing, yeah. uh, you know, which will be really fascinating then. Cause what is a Caleb Williams NIL card worth? If he never signs an NFL card, I mean, that's crazy to think. And I don't think it's going to be, I mean, I think they'll sign some probably, but like Bryce young is one. And I mean, we've had redemptions out there forever. That kid hates to sign. that's so funny so like it would not shock me if he doesn't have autographs uh you know he's gonna have some early on obviously but he's not gonna just sit down at a signing and it's really fascinating to think 10 15 years from now who's gonna be at shows because right now it's all the old hall of famers that really didn't make much money and this is how they're making money. nolan ryan's made more money after baseball than he ever made during playing during his playing days do you really think that Patrick Mahomes is going to need money? You know, do you really think that, you know, these young baseball players, Juan Soto or Ronald Acuna or Fernando Tatis are going to need money? They're getting three and four and $500 million contracts. Yeah. So unless they just are bored and want to sign autographs, beat <laughs> their fans, who's going to be at a card show signing autographs in 10 years? You know, yeah. it's going to That's- either be scrubs who no one really cares about, or it's going to be some guy that just loves doing it and loves meeting his fans. It's a great point. Yeah, I'm really, really fascinated yeah. about yeah. it, about long-term what happens with all these guys. Cause again, if you go to every card show market, it's all the same people. Yeah. You know, it's your eighties and nineties and seventies, all-star hall of fame players that didn't make a lot of money while they were, they made a hundred, 150 grand, 200 grand instead of 20 million. Yeah. You know, now there's always going to be your Allen Iversons that no matter how much money they have, they run out. So you're going to have some of that. He was at Chantilly, of course. Yes, yes. He's everywhere. By the everywhere. Way. He's everywhere. And we, AI, we get though. we get emails about every three or four months with he's ready to sign again. It's like, well, you know, we haven't used him yet. So <laughs> we got a whole stack of cards. Right. <laughs> so you're always gonna have guys like that, but it's really fascinating to see what the long-term outlook is for autographs. I always tell people I would if I was an investor in sports cards, I would be investing in Hall of Fame autographs because those are the guys that eventually they're not gonna sign a lot they're going to be gone and you know that they're good. You know, you know, you don't have to worry about the cards going down in value, assuming they you know don't get caught up in some scandal. But, you know, outside of that, if you buy Nolan Ryan's, those aren't going down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. I mean, listen, right. he's, he's going to, he's here now and it's, it's important. And then one day he won't be here. Right. Right. He really won't be signing anything. Yeah. We just need and, AI to stop, you know, pump the brakes, AI, stop right. signing exactly. quite as much. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like those guys, I mean, to me are really fascinating because there's just not, you also don't see those guys in near as many products. And I can tell you from our experience, a lot of these guys, they sign the next time they want $10 more, $15 more, the next time they went $10 more and they price themselves out. Sure. Because most of these guys, their value, if you're Roger Staubach, your value is not going up. Yeah. So if you continue to go up in your price, at some point you price yourself out. And then what will happen is he won't sign for three or four years. And then he'll price himself back in because the new price will be worth it because his cards have gone up. And then he'll sign for a year or two and then it'll be bad. But, you know, a lot of these guys, they just, they don't want, their price goes up all the time. So yeah. You know, and they're getting all kinds of other sponsorship deals and, you know, but it's fascinating too, in the NIL world, how much money these kids can make. I mean, 
Are they really going to want to sit down and sign 30 or 40,000 stickers when they get drafted? I don't know that they are. Yeah. I don't know if I would even like, I was trying to think of what number you could throw at me. And I just feel like to me, that just seems so daunting. As much as it seems daunting, it's hard for like, if you think about their hourly rate, because most guys can sign between 600 and 800 an hour. So even if you're only getting paid a dollar an autograph, you're making six or $800 an hour. I don't know what you guys make, but I do <laughs> that for $600 an hour. Fine, fine, fine. I'll, Josh, you, know, you can send me and that's, some stickers we and We push sign. it that way with a lot of them because you're right. Like It is daunting, but that's one thing we try and do too. And that honestly helps us get some of these deals is we, if you go to somebody and say, we want 30,000 autographs, the player is like, holy crap. But if you say you want 2000, okay, you know, I can kick that out in an afternoon, not a big deal. So yeah. it does make it easier for them to sign. And again, we try and do everything we can to make it as easy as possible. Cause at the end of the day, if you make it difficult, then they're never going to want to do it. Uh, I mean, I would imagine, I think it's just all in the, in how you frame the, the photo is as uh, with that, is there anything new or special coming out that you can talk about with uh with leaf products that people can get excited about in the next in the coming weeks or, or months we're doing all kinds of fun stuff um a couple of things that we've done recently that we're you know kind of doing more i don't know if you guys saw the halloween special product we did Those were cool i opened a couple they were great yeah the cards looked incredible yeah uh, limited release on the website we're going to be doing a christmas one of those uh same very similar we're going to be doing a, I believe a, I think we're doing, I know we're doing a July 4th version next year. Okay. I think we're doing a St. Patty's Day version. <laughs> so we'll be doing some of those holiday sets, which is fun. Uh, we're doing a bunch of whatnot exclusive products, which is fun. We've really tried to, our whatnot channel is changing a lot. We were quite frankly, selling a lot of old inventory and to be honest, selling other companies inventory, which never made sense to me. Uh, going forward, it'll be a lot of exclusive products that are available only to our whatnot customers. This month, we'll have a whatnot exclusive celebrity edition, which yeah. is just going to be ridiculous. It'll have Michael B. Jordan's first autograph card. Nice. So that'll be really cool. Uh, and these are all limited to like five or less copies. So super limited. Um, we have so much exciting stuff coming in December. We're moving up our baseball products. I know last year we were really late on baseball we don't want to be late anymore. I mean, metal baseball used to come out in like October, you know, even I think before that, sometimes August. Yeah. Now the draft did get pushed back. So it's made it harder to come out then. But last year, I think metal baseball came out in like, gosh, it was like May or something, which yeah, is it was, it was later on. I remember. Yeah. I was like, so metal baseball will be releasing in December this year. Oh, so great. That's very exciting. Metal football will be releasing in December. So that'll be earlier as well. Uh, so we're really trying to push stuff forward, um, and, you know, have them come out at times that make sense. We're trying to plan the calendar a lot further in advance. A lot of these are things that were growing pains. You know, leaf was always so small and did a lot of, didn't do that many products. So it was you know, just kind of, okay, well, we don't really need a release calendar per se. We do now, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're coming out with a product almost every week. So, you know, it's gotta be a lot more buttoned up, a lot more polished, a lot more organized. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing a lot of cool website stuff where we're doing, um, NIL cards on there. We, we did cards of Julian Lewis. We've got a card up there now of Aaron Noland, who's a five-star quarterback or four-star quarterback, I think going to Ohio state. So we're trying to put cards of these guys up there so that people can buy cards that aren't crazy expensive. So if you just want to collect a guy, you can buy something. 
Um, next year, we're really excited. So we've done, we did Continuum Soccer in 2022, yeah. which was really fun and had some first cards of amazing names. Garnacho's first card, Endrick's first card. Uh, this year, we did Metal Continuum Multisport, which has been, been very successful. It's been a lot of fun. Next year, we're doing something really fun. So we're kind of taking it up another level. It'll nice. be Pop Century Continuum. Oh, wow. But the key is, so every week there'll be five names, sure. but they're going to come in pack form now. So you'll get a card numbered from 41 down to one. There'll be random inscriptions and you won't know who you get. So there'll be like one week, there might be a Clint Eastwood and then, you know, somebody, you know, four other people, you won't know who you're going to get, but it adds to the fun and excitement of it. For sure. um, it should be priced the exact same every week so that you're paying the same price every week. The other thing that's fun that I know people will love to hear, these will ship as soon as you buy them. Amazing. So instead of now having to wait three to four or five weeks for the cards to come in, we're going to print the cards ahead of time because they're not made to order anymore. They're made to have, we're making the same number of. Yeah, 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 yeah. There'll be no short prints in the whole set. So Clint Eastwood will have just as many autographs as somebody who's not nearly as valuable. Um, but it's kind of a new way to do continuum where it'll become in a pack form. We've started selling a lot of the stuff on our website in pack form, which some people may have noticed. Like we sold Paige Buker autographs, who's the Yukon yep. uh, basketball player. And we did it as a pack auto. So you get yep. either the one of one, a number to 25 or a number to 199. And it gives some chase to the product. Uh, and it enables us to make sure that we print them ahead of time. Cause like those, those are ready to ship right away. Uh, when you do print to order, you have to wait till you sell them and then you make them. With this, it'll be more, we know how many we're making and we just sell them each week and then, you know, they ship right away. So that'll be fun. Right. Uh, we're also looking at a lot more artists. The Anime Nation that we sold on our website has been a huge success. Those cards, I don't know if you guys have seen them. They look awesome. Yeah. Some for $19.99. A ton of them sell for way more than $19.99. There's some like the Joe Burrow one where he kind of looks like Joe Cool. Yeah. That, that sells for like two, three hundred dollars. Like it's incredible. Oh, cool. So we're we're going after more artists uh and doing some more artistic stuff. You guys may have seen the uh Travis Hunter that we recently had on our website. Yeah, that one was cool. He was actually playing DB against himself as yeah, a receiver. Um, so we're doing a lot more artist rendering stuff like that, where we're going to have kind of a section to the website. That's just kind of random artists. It's kind of similar to project 2020, but yeah. it's not going to be as broad or as widespread as that where we're, we're not putting out two cards every week or three cards every week. It's just kind of randomly when we get artists that we like, uh, we'll do stuff. So that's fun for sure. Um, and, you know, product wise, we're trying to do everything we can to make sure the products are successful. We've reduced print runs on a lot of these products because we don't want the products sitting there. Uh, the shelf life is so crucial to products nowadays. After a week or two, I mean, how many people are walking into a store and buying a product? It's it's not that often. You know, breakers. Breakers sell the new stuff. You know, how often does a breaker go back and sell a product that's a month old? Maybe if it's yeah. really hot or if it's discounted or something, mm -hmm. but we're trying to get these products in, get them into the hands of the collectors and get them out, you know, so that there's not, it's not sitting everywhere. It's not being sold at discount on eBay and stuff like that. We're trying to make sure that the people that buy from us are being protected because we're not just making a ton of product and having it sit on stores and sit in breakers rooms and not being sold. Um, so yeah, we're very excited about the future. Um, all of our draft products have pretty much gone away. They're all going to be just baseball or football products that are uh, driven by not only draft, but they're going to have NIL, they're going to have draft, 
They're going to have current. They're going to have retired. They're going to have legends. They may have some non-sport people thrown in, you know, when we get, you know, we sign Gene Hackman so he can go in a basketball set, you know, uh, or as a basketball card. Uh, We are transitioning away from all basketball products. We're probably not going to be doing a lot of basketball. If anything, they don't really work because basketball draft is really, really challenging. Basketball draft is 100% focused around two or three people. Yeah. Every year it's two or three guys. If you don't have those guys, no one cares. And guess what? We have Brandon Miller and we have um, Scoot Henderson, yeah. but we don't have the one who they care about. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the one guy that yeah. <laughs> you know, we've got two and three, but they want one. So yeah. we're going to transition away from most of our basketball. It doesn't mean we're not going to sign basketball guys. You'll see them in all their multi-sport products. Uh, you'll see them on the website potentially as one-offs. But the basketball products themselves just haven't really been successful. We're listening to the end consumer. The hockey market is not super great right now. You know, if upper deck hockey doesn't sell, it's going to be hard to sell hockey. You know, they have the NHL license. So, you know, we're trying to pay attention to the market as much as possible. So hockey, we're reducing print runs. We're reducing the number of products. We're trying to listen to the consumers and listen to the, our customers and what sells is what we want to make. You know, we've had a lot of people talk about pop culture and that they want more. So we're really diving in on that. We're the only company so far, and hopefully Fanatics and Panini aren't listening and telling, you know, their team to go after a bunch of pop culture people. We're really the only company that focuses heavily on that. So next year, we're going to have a pop culture product come out every quarter. Now, some of them are going to be a lot more limited. You know, the first quarter, which is going to knock people's socks off, is going to be Pearl Pop Century. Uh, and people better be ready because that product is, I mean, it's insane. I mean, it's just the the memorabilia we have, the cuts we have, the inscriptions, the names. It's just absolutely ludicrous. You know, and then obviously, well, Metal Pop Century, like we always do. We have a new brand coming out in football that we're going to transition to some other sports called Eclectic. Uh, right. It's kind of similar to what you saw from Chronicles from Panini, where it's a bunch of mixture of products. So what we're doing is we're putting like Valiant, which we don't really think is a viable standalone brand anymore. The Valiant cards will go into Eclectic. Um, You know, I don't know if you guys remember a product called Leaf Q, which was a product several years ago. It was a higher end product, a lot of like thick acetate cards, Mm -hmm. putting those into Eclectic. So we're kind of bringing back some brands that not necessarily were home run slam dunks, but you know, we still think there's some viable parts of them. Flash is one that Flash just never really took off but we like the way the cards look. And so they'll be, you know, implemented into eclectic. Uh, so we're, that'll be a fun product that we can do then in soccer. We can do it in pop culture. We can do it in football, baseball, where it'll just mix a bunch of basically products into one. Uh, and then one product that's really exciting is we have pro set metal football coming out, hopefully in wow. December. What's amazing about this product is we had a bunch of people from 89 90 and 91 pro set sign on card for the buybacks oh wow barry sanders rookie autos we've got troy aikman rookie autos we've got deon sanders rookie autos we've got (laughs) uh, so those are those will be implemented into that product um so that'll be a really cool aspect to that uh they're all still serial numbered they have a stamp on them you know saying that they're authentic autographs and everything but they'll be on card rookie autographs on card like we have a bunch of guys that are some Smaller names, but they're all one-on-ones. So like a lot of these guys have never even had a certified autograph card. Uh, so they'll have one-on-one certified autographs. So, you know, if you're a fan of a team that this guy's never had a card, well, here's your chance. Yeah. So we think that's really cool. That should be really fun. 
uh, a fun addition to that product. And the last thing, sorry, I'm a talker. So oh, you're, just... listen, this is great info. <laughs> this is awesome. uh, we're doing a, doing a product called sports heroes, which is coming out. We did it a while back, um, but it hadn't, we hadn't done it in a few years. So it's going to be kind of more of a, we're trying to make a more entry level multi-sport product. A lot of our multi-sport products, they get pricey. Uh, a lot of that's because the autographs in there are just really, really good. Uh, so this one will have the really good autographs, but it'll be sprinkled in with, I hate to say not as good, but you know, some guys that are not as good, but it, it's going to be a lot more affordable. But one thing that's really cool that's in there is we had, it's about 10 or 12, maybe 15 guys sign some on-card inscriptions. Uh, and those will be inserted in there. Like, so Acuna has Acuna Matata. Um, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We, we got Brock Purdy that he signed Mr. Irrelevant. So there's some really cool on-card autograph inscriptions that'll be, I think those will fall. I believe they're around one per case, one or two per case. Uh, and those, they're all mostly better names. There's nobody in there that, you know, isn't a pretty good name. I think the worst name is Johnny Manziel, but his inscription stuff still sells pretty well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of a fun aspect to that product that it will be a chase element. Uh, so we're, again, we're really trying to think outside the box as much as possible we don't want to just put out a product that's, you know, a quote unquote sticker dump. I hate to hear the word sticker dump because then it's like, why should anyone buy it? Mm -hmm. um, so we're trying to be really creative with what we do. We're trying to make it where there's a reason to buy every product. Uh, that's one thing that Greg Cohn, who's the head of our product development, he's the best product development guy in the industry, worked at Upper Deck. He's been here for a long time and he's a genius. And one thing that he and I both always agree on is there has to be a reason to buy a product. Sure. So like maybe it's the auto patches, maybe it's the duels, maybe it's the multi chase, maybe it's, uh, you know, four or five big names that have never had cards, but there's gotta be a reason to buy every product. And if we put out a product and there's not a reason to buy it, then we did the customers a disservice. We should never be putting out a product just to put out a product. Yes. We want products to come out. We want to do as much as we can, but there's gotta be a reason to buy the product. Right. So we're really trying to really focus on that and make sure that every product has that catch, has that reason to buy it. Whether it's, you know, again, autograph patches for Trinity, uh, you know, inscription autographs, multi, whatever it is, there's yeah. gotta be a reason to buy it. And if a product doesn't work, we're happy to retire it, so to speak, and move on, you know? Well, someone that's new to leave, I'll tell you that I've been very impressed with some of the game used material that I've sure. seen on cards, which are super awesome. But I've also say, I've had friends that have had interaction, including myself, with your your either your support team, your social media team, and I've been amazed at how responsive they are. Or I had a friend whose card got damaged somehow, and and you all replaced it very quickly with stuff. Yep. That, just things like that go a long way with collectors because sure. unfortunately we've run into situations where maybe that hasn't been the case. For sure, so. and I can tell you in their defense, they get infinitely more requests and issues than we do. Sure. So not to say that they shouldn't respond. They have the you know, money and you know facilities to respond just as quickly as we do. The reality is they could hire 20 people in customer service if they really wanted to. It's important to us. Uh, I mean, I can tell you, I deal with some of the customer service issues because I want to make sure it's handled right. We had a guy that returned a, it was a triple autograph from Vivid Soccer that was the Messi Ronaldo Pele. Uh, and it's got a little scratch on the back. And that's not something the customer service manager just does on his own. Like that comes all the way to me. Sure. Uh, you know, we make sure that we got that card back today. We'll have an answer for him by Thursday. 
So, you know, we try and take care of stuff. I had a guy who bought a Carlos Alcaraz continuum and he said there was a scratch on it. You know, he sent it directly to me. So I'll take a look at it. And, you know, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but we take it very seriously. We want to do everything we can to make sure the end consumer is satisfied. You're not going to satisfy everyone. You can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't yeah. lose sleep if you don't. There's going to be people that no matter what you do are mad. That's just a part of doing business, but we got to do everything we can to make sure that the customers get taken mm -hmm. care of as much as they possibly can, whether it's, you know, this past week we had, I had a, my UPS rep reach out directly to the customer because this package had been, you know, misshipped to the, you know, it was getting thrown around in their system. So instead of me saying, oh, well, you know, we'll try and talk to UPS, I said, no, our rep will talk to you directly. You know, do you think Tops or Panini? And again, I'm not trying to knock them. Their oh, UPS rep is never calling a customer and helping them. It's yeah. just that doesn't exist. Um, so we're really, you know, that's important to us. At the end of the day, we try and do everything we can that they aren't doing, for lack of a better term. And that again, that's not a knock on them. We know that customer service is something. You know your niche. I think you know your about. niche really well. For sure. And yeah. one thing that we're really excited about going forward that I haven't mentioned yet, we're doing everything we can to be a zero redemption company, which I think will make people excited. If the player doesn't want to return the stickers, we're not paying them and we're not putting them in product. Great. Now, the reality is, is there's going to be some names here or there that you have to put in there, but it's you're not going to see a redemption for somebody who, you know, perfect example is CD Lamb that took forever you know, yeah. we ended up having to sue him. A CD lamb will not make it into product anymore. Uh, if he doesn't want to return his stickers, fine. You know, we're going to keep trying and keep pestering him and try and put him in future product, but I'm not, we're not putting that onus on the customer anymore. Yeah. Um, that's not going to be in product. Uh, we're not, you know, pop century. We will never, ever, ever do a redemption in a pop culture product ever again. You just don't know when they're going to sign them. You can have a signed contract from these people. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They're worth millions and millions of dollars. They have a million things going on in their life. If we don't have the autographs in our facility, they're not going in a product. Yeah. So that's something that we're really trying to focus on going forward. We do a pretty good job of it anyway. We have a lot of products out there with zero redemptions. But going forward, unless it's an absolute must have name type of thing or if it's an eight signed card where one of the guys is running a little late that's a little different but we're not we're really pushing towards zero redemptions for every product going forward you're not going to see a redemption for a you know mid-range draft guy ever again that guy's not going to get put in product especially from a guy who's never returned an autograph because most of the people that are redemptions are guys that have never returned one why should we put it on the customer to believe that he's going to all of a sudden start returning mm -hmm. them yeah, yeah. that's crazy that's yeah, it's crazy. And we, and I think I, I, I speak for uh, myself at least. And I think a lot of people hopefully in the hobby that, you know, we thank you for that type of, uh, you know, uh, very front facing and very much listening to the hobby in general, which is great. And, sure. you know, and we thank you for this, this conversation. Cause it's, of it's course, I'm happy to talk anytime. Uh, we are very transparent. We want to be transparent. We can't answer everything and we're not <laughs> going to, obviously there's some questions that we can't talk about. Sure. But we want to be transparent with the end consumer. We want the consumer to feel like they can approach us. They can email me directly. My email is simply josh at leaftradingcards.com. It's the simplest email in the world. I want to hear from people. Yeah, I get a lot of emails. So I, you know, I do my best to respond, but yeah. we're going to respond at some point. And if I can't respond, I'm going to forward it to somebody who can. We're going to be proactive and we want 
to be involved in the end consumer's decision on what they're doing. You know, I have customers that email me and they know we're honest. You know, they email me, man, how much should I go long on this product? And I'll be honest with you guys. There's products when I tell them, no, man, I would not go. <laughs> long. You know, it's not bad, but it's not our best. You yeah. know, we are, if you can't admit that you didn't do your best every time, then what are you doing? You know, yeah. I mean, there's just sometimes when it doesn't work out the way we thought it would. You know, when you develop a product, you look at it, you're like, oh man, this is going to be great. It comes out. Metal Soccer is a perfect example of that. And look, I take full responsibility for that product. It didn't work. Yeah. And I hated it. It was painful. It, you know, I hated it. There's nothing I hate more than a product <laughs> not working. You know, we made too much of it. The price point was too high. There were too many young kids in it. We learned from those mistakes. The next sure. one was Vivid Soccer was a third of the print run. Didn't have as many of the young guys, had more multis. Vivid Soccer did fine. So, you know, we're, I promise the collectors and I promise everybody, we're not just sitting here and not considering what's happening in the market, not considering what's happening with our products, not considering what's happening in the overall market. You know, if the overall market is softening, guess what? It's softening for us probably yeah. too. As two Leaf fans, we certainly appreciate what you're doing and and I'd say just continue that. to be as transparent and, and approachable as you have been. Yeah, yeah, you guys may not want to have me on again because I talk a lot. So oh, I mean, this is great. Listen, I know it's supposed to be 45 minutes. I think it's a, going over an hour, but yeah, yeah what, I mean, which is great. Yeah. Listen, our listeners will be very happy with this. I, I would imagine if not, well, too bad <laughs> anyway. But yeah. as we as we say goodbye, uh, we give it to everybody. Uh, where should people go to find leaf products where we're sure. where so we certainly our website just leaftradingcards.com um i would say our website is decent with news and information very good with checklists we post checklists pretty quickly and our e-commerce you know everything is obviously posted there for news and information definitely check out our social media instagram twitter uh we have youtube videos we do a lot of videos you know previewing product we try and keep them short so the end consumer doesn't, nobody wants to sit there for four minutes to see what the cards from, you know, metal football are going to look like. We show the cards. That's what people care about. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, our social media is a great avenue. We've really started to push that. Uh, you know, so we're trying to do more to get the name out there and, you know, get as much publicity as we can out there, you know, doing stuff like podcasts with you guys. We greatly appreciate you having us on. Cause look, as helpful as it is to your consumers, we hope that it's as helpful for us. Right. Yeah, we want the end consumers to feel like we care about them because we do. Uh, and the reality is, is a lot of the people here love this stuff. Right. Like it doesn't work if you've got a bunch of people that are just counting money. That's awesome, this is, this, yeah, this has been awesome. Yeah. Josh, Josh, I really appreciate it, man. Thank oh, you, of course. Thank you. And I apologize for being a little long winded. Oh, no, 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 yeah, like, this, this, this has been, been like awesome. I said, and, don't and, apologize for that. This has been a lot more information than I can even have hoped for. And it's been great. great. It's been a great conversation. Yeah. For sure. Hopefully, that's great. I'm, I'm happy yeah, to do it. You know, if it's a once a month thing, whatever it is, I'm happy to do it. You know, we're happy to be here for you. So we want to <laughs> give the consumer as much visibility as we can, because at the end of the day, I think that helps customers feel better about their purchases. You know, if they can hear directly from us why we did things or how we did things, I think it helps. I couldn't agree more. All right, Josh, thank you again so much. Thank and, you, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, sounds good.